Hi, welcome to Exploring the Illusion of Free Will. My name is, jo my name is George, and today we're going to be talking with Daryl J. Jenkins about the nature of human will. Um, Daryl is a crisis intervention counselor at the Pleasantville Cottage School. He's been very active in the White Plains community for several decades, and he's actually the host and producer of the television show Winbrook Pride for 26 years. Daryl, welcome to the show. Thank you, George. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure. Okay, so let's see. Um, I want to start with, with something that you just mentioned um, a few moments ago, that, um, you know, that um, you, you kind of like have had the willpower to do all these wonderful things for, for the city of White Plains for so many years. How, how would you describe that? How, like, I mean, is, is it something you feel grateful for? Well, it's, it's a roller coaster. It's up and down. I want to first say um, I want to um, thank all the many people that supported me, and, and also I want to say thank you to my Savior, my Lord in Christ Jesus, for um, giving me the strength and, and support. Um, it's been a roller coaster, and... and um, it's been up and down. Sometimes, you know, you're happy uh, with the success, and then sometimes you're sad with, you know, the, the trials and tribulations you go through. Right. Okay. So now you're a religious person, and, and I am also. And like, so that what happens is when, when something goes right, when, when things succeed, do you tend to thank God for that? Most definitely. Um, and a lot of this started out because I am a native son of White Plains. I've been here all my life. Um, it started with um, basketball, and I coached a lot of kids in the, in the community. And a lot of times, you know, um, in the huddle or in the locker room, we pray before the game, and we ask uh, God to give us strength and come out with a victory and no one get hurt. And I think that's with most basketball teams. Right. So, so, but you have the recognition kind of like that, like when we do something right, something good, it's kind of like God that deserves the, the praise and the credit, right? Right. And the glory, yes. And yes. the glory, yes. Yeah, I, I, I definitely uh, give it all to God when, uh, when it's successful and, and it comes out um, on top. Right. And, and when, you know, because you do so much work with kids, when the kids do something, let's say, right, um, how do you how do you talk to them? Because like sometimes when we do something really good, you know we feel good about it, but then we don't want to kind of like feel um, let's say arrogant or or boastful about it, right? So so it, from the religious perspective, how do you relate to them so they can like accept their success like with with appropriate humility? With yeah, I'm glad you asked me. A lot of times uh, when we lose, we're so. Um, downtrod, we're angry, you know, and I always tell my kids, you know, try and remember the way you, you win it, it's the same way you lose it. When you lose, you know, remember how, how you felt and, and how the person, the other team felt. So when you win, try, try and remember that it hurts just as much as the glory. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, and, and like, so like bringing it to like, to the, um, the concept of free will, like let's say you work with the kids, all right, so when the kid, when a, um, a kid will do something really great, you know, like um, score a touchdown, just like do really well in a sport or whatever, um, you kind of like have, you know, kind of like lead them to, to feel humble, to feel very grateful, but like, all right, when, he, when, like as we all do, the kids will sometimes do things that are wrong. Mm -hmm. Now this is where, where it gets very um, 
kind of like important. Um, how do you like address the kids in a way so that they, they recognize that they've done something wrong, but they don't necessarily like blame or punish themselves for it? So like, you know, so like ideally they'll do the right thing next time, but you know, not, not, not kind of like, you know, be down about it in a sense? Well, you know what I do, um, George, is I try and remind my kids or my players that I'm coaching that um, act like you've been there. Act like you've done it before. You know, don't act like it's brand new, you know, because a lot of times when it's brand new, you're overjoyed, you're excited, you know, and then you lose control. And remember, too, there's, there's always a comeback. So, therefore, what happens is, if that team happened to come back, now you're getting scared, you're getting humble, you know, you're, you're worried about how the outcome's going to be. So my thing is, is that I always stress, you know, again, that you've been there and treat the people like you would want to be treated. Right. Well, well, let's say, I mean, like, for example, let, let's say I was on a team you were coaching and um, let's say I got overeager to, to, you know, do something and I committed like some kind of foul or something and I kind of like, you kind of knew that like I kind of like knew what I was doing but I just got caught up in the, in the, in the moment how, how would you like you know respond to that well first and foremost I would take you out the game <laughs> and I'll put you on the bench next to me close as possible and then I wouldn't even sit down next to you I would get up and I walk up and down and uh, then I would sit down and, and I would tell you why you're here or ask you do you know why you're here and uh, and I, and then after I asked that person, do you know why you're here? I would explain to them why I'm doing this, and to ask them to not to refrain from doing that, and to um, let them know that they're not going to go back in for a while. Right. So it's it's not like it's not about like you're not punishing them in, in a sense. You're kind of like you're instructing them. You're you're you know right. obviously they didn't write. Yeah. Well, you know what too, and I always say uh, working as a counselor and working with young people um, for the last 30 something years, um, that comes into play a lot. And, and, and also, uh, I was once young too, you know, brash, eager, you know, egotistic, you know, and I would, um, I've learned from that too. I've become very humble lately and I, I've have circled my wagons around humble people as well. So, um, it, it, you know, when you come from somebody who's who's been there and 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 he's and he's been to the point where he had he was a a maverick himself. You know, you you walk that walk and talk that talk. So you know where when you see it, and you know how to recognize it. Okay, cool. All right. Um, now I want to go to the the religion again. Okay, like, I'm not, like, so very religious, but I, I was raised Episcopalian, St. Bartholomew's Church. I found out, like, later that I was actually born Jewish, so I practiced Orthodox Judaism for a few years, whatever. And now I'm kind of, like, more spiritual. Mm -hmm. um, but, okay, like, with, with for example, um, there's um, St. Paul in Romans. He says something to the effect, um, I just did the last show, something like that, you know, sometimes... I want to do what's right, but I find that I can't. Mm -hmm. Okay, and and um, and then the other quote is like, is like it's Saint Augustine, and you know again I'm I'm not so very versed in in just um, a church liturgy and all, but but something that relates to this this topic, 
he he said that like he was trying to like figure out how how like we could be punished when we do wrong by God because like he was saying like that God is all good right this all right and the other part the last part is like in Isaiah I think there's a statement that says like that I think God says I create both good and evil so you know it's a little um you know, I guess it depends on the interpretation. But I guess from your perspective, um, from the religious perspective, how, um, how do you understand our human will? How do you understand, like, why we, we do what we do? Because basically the premise of this show, the, this show is about kind of like that, um, for example, um, religion is a wonderful thing in the world because it, it, it brings people together, it provides community. But some, some, some things they... Um, Let's say several hundred years ago, they thought that the world was six thousand years old, and that's you know that's kind of like a biblical inter interpretation based on the Garden of Eden and all. But you know we tend to kind of like understand it's like thirteen point seven billion years old and all. So like within that kind of context, what um, what's your perspective on like how how religion holds up? You know what we do? You know why we do what we do? And then um, and and do um. Yeah, what, what's your perspective on that, I guess? Well, my perspective, first I want to say that um, I was raised in a Baptist church not too far from here. I was baptized at Bethel Baptist Church where all my friends and um, family grew up in. And I, was, I, was, um, I went to Sunday school. I was married there. I worshiped there. And um, I'm, I'm not too great on the biblical sense, too, but I know that... I have God in my life, and He has, um, like I said earlier, put me on that roller coaster, and and is and I know that He tests me all at all times. So you know, when when we go through something or the challenges that we face in life, um, that God is testing you. He's He's looking at you to see how you're going to handle it. You know. Uh, what perspectives that you uh, have with him, and um, when when it's, when the time comes, you know, for you to make that call, or you know, you're not going to always be ready. So, um, when 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 I go to church or I talk about um, Jesus, I, I let I just feel inside my spirit that I walk with him, I talk with him, I praise him. And I know that he's with me, you know, through the good as well as the bad, because I've had some bad experiences as well. I can't say that I'm a saint, you know, and um, there's not a lot of saints that walk this earth. But um, a lot of things that's going on in life, uh, I feel that the Lord has changed us. Yeah, you, you said something very important. You said, you know, like, um, we're not saints. And, and the idea is like, you know, like, I think if we had a free will in, in a certain sense, if, like, if like what we did was completely up to us, who among us wouldn't be a saint? Right. I know I would never do anything wrong. <laughs> so that's the idea. So like, you know, we go through life and we try our best to do good. And sometimes we, um, we miss the mark. We, we fall short of what we want. So like what happens is um, when we attribute free will to ourselves and to others, then we'll kind of like tend to blame ourselves and others, you know, just label ourselves bad. Whereas like when we 
adopt a causal world perspective or when we attribute um, whatever we do to God, then, then all right, we might say to ourselves, well, why, why does God, you know, do that? And again, you know, I suppose we can't delve into God's wisdom, right? So, right. But, but at least it maintains our, our, you know, positive relation to ourselves and each other. That's true. You know, and, and the other thing, too, is uh, I, I also been blessed. You know, I, I grew up with a single parent, and she raised five children. And the thing about my mother was that uh, she gave me the opportunity to have a free will. In other words, I, I was able to speak my mind and say how I felt and say how I feel and, and say what was on my mind where other people couldn't. It, it didn't always work out for the best interest, you know, but, but I, I couldn't bite my tongue. And, and it wasn't that I couldn't. It was the way I was brought up and was given that opportunity to say, you know, how I felt. Yeah, there's, um, all right, you mentioned something because, like, um, sometimes, like, the, the term free will is something that we hardly ever think about. You know, we're kind of, like, raised... Um, you know, it's basically, you know, um, it's, a, it's a religious teaching. It's also like across the board and like an education and, and you know, throughout society, our, our, our civilization is founded on this. So we have free will. But um, the idea is sometimes like, sometimes we can confuse the, the idea of freedom with free will. In the sense like, for example, your mom was giving you the freedom to express yourself like without fear of 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 of, of, of anything with you know to, to express yourself with confidence right right definitely right okay and and you know I I'm, I I I suppose that you you hold the belief that that we human beings have a free will right because that's that's the religious doctrine right definitely but but all right the 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 idea about like you know about the the show's title and all exploring the illusion of free will is that according like for example. Um, the the um the concept of free will would mean that like we're free to choose whatever we want regardless of anything regardless of anything we're we're in con- um we're we're not in control of mm-hmm. okay like so here's the thing so um okay this is there's two ways to to explain this. one one is like all right um do you believe that everything has a cause I do all right this is cool all right so like so like Let's say any decision we make has a cause, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And so then there would be a cause to that cause. Okay. Okay, and then there are cause to that cause? Mm-hmm. Okay, now, and the cause will always precede the effect, right? The, the decision or whatever? Most of the time, yes. Okay. So, all right, so the idea is, like, if, you have, if we make a decision, any, anything we, we decide on, and that has a cause and that has a cause, then you have this chain of cause and effect going back moment by moment in time to, like, to before we were even born, before the planet was created. Right. You know, so, so ultimately what, what, what this would mean is that everything we're doing, it's kind of like um, Shakespeare referred to us as, like, um, players on a stage, or we could, like, refer to our, ourselves as instruments of God. But the idea seems to be that everything we're doing is kind of like we're, like, we're acting our roles. We're, like, we're just, like... Um, everything is faded. Everything, you know, God, God had a certain plan for the wor- world, and we kind of like express His will. True. At, cool. True. But you know, also too that, you know, um, if you go back in decades and you look at, you know, the, your mother's mother or your mother's before that, you know, we we always would follow. You know, t- today people don't follow. You know, um, 
either cooking or or, or, um, or religion or um, culture. You know, years ago, other cultures followed because, like my grandmother, we we go back my, from the southern roots. My my mother's from the south. My mother's mother's from the south. And when you go back um, today, um, a lot of people don't eat pork. They don't cook southern food, southern cuisine. You can hardly even find. So, and this is part of of uh, free will. You know, being able to have that will and to follow your your heritage and follow your where you're coming from. You know. Right. Okay. Um, let me think. Did I lose you there? Huh? Did I lose no, you? No. 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 Because like, all right. Because basically, you're you're um. The idea is like, all right, let's say we, we choose to, um, to follow our tradition, to, to do what, as our um, grandparents did and all, right? Mm-hmm. And, or let's say we choose not to, either, either one, right? right. Let, when we choose to, I mean, it would seem like we, we do that because we value it. We see a reason for it. Right. Right? That's a cause. Right, right. And yes. that's the thing. So, right. And so then when we don't... Mm-hmm. Then, then apparently we don't value it for whatever reason. We don't see the, the, the reason in it. Right. And there's a cause for that, right? That's true. So that's the thing. So, like, regardless of which decision we would make, they would both have causes that, like, span back to before we were born? Definitely. Definitely. Cool. Yeah. And, and, but some people don't see that. Some people don't see that. And how, how it's important, like you said, your, your heritage, you know, where, where you, your background and history from. The same here. I grew up here in White Plains. I'm a native son. My mother's from North Carolina. My father was from North Carolina, but they met in New York. And everything, too, my cause and my reason for what I do in the community is, is faith-driven. You know, at first it might not have been, but I knew that I only could do what I do if I, didn't, if I had God in my life. Cool. All right, I want to ask you something. I did an episode earlier today about trying to revitalize religion and, and I think, you know, this would be a good topic for us now. Um, the idea is, like, with a lot of denominations, a lot of congregations throughout the United States, over um, the last several dec- decades ago, um, they're losing followers. And, you know, I, being raised um, in a congregation, I understand the, the, the great value of, of religion in, in, in um, creating community. You know, my, my parents... Um, you know, at St. Bartholomew's Church, that their circle of friends, their life revolved around the church. And so, like, what's happening now is, like, because perhaps some of the um, beliefs of various religions may not apply as much to today's world. I mean, it, it depends. Um, just people are, are, are leaving somewhat. So the idea, you know, let, me, let me know what you think of this. Um, if, if churches, synagogues were to begin teaching that, you know, that everything is really God's will, that, you know, um, what happens is God's will, and, and that doesn't, you know, because God does everything, doesn't give us license to do whatever we want because we're still rewarded or punished by God, you know, for what we do. But the idea is, like, if, if what do you think if, if churches and synagogues, synagogues began to teach that? Do you think that might, you know, appeal to, um, to people who have left the church, you know, for... Um, you know, to bring them back for some kind of like a new way of seeing reality? Um, well, some people, you know, the thing is, is that um, when, you, when you depend on the Lord, he doesn't have a clock. 
you know, it doesn't happen overnight. And and, and for those who haven't had success or, um, or haven't given up their belief, it takes, you know, they, they might not want to come. I have, and, 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 and I'll give you an example. I work for a Jewish organization, um, JCCA, Jewish Child Care Association. Um, if a Jewish kid would come into our care, um, the people on the ground would take them to a synagogue. But you have black and Hispanic kids who cannot, and I feel bad because I'm a religious person, do not have the opportunity to go to church. Now, they have issues and they have problems, but but they still want to serve the Lord, and they don't get that opportunity. So, you know, there's a abundance of people who still want to go to church and they want to serve the Lord, but they don't get the opportunity. Like, more people in jail get the opportunity um, and, church, and, uh, and the hospital. When I was recently in the hospital, um, uh, a pastor came by and visited me. And um, he was from, he was a Catholic uh, religion, and, um, but he prayed with me, he prayed, we talked about religion, and I didn't even, I was like, how did you even come by to see me? And he says he comes by to see everybody. So, you know, when you serve the Lord, you're serving him for everybody. Yeah, because that's you know, because like when you're when you're saying that like some kids don't have the opportunity to to um, attend services and all, I think a lot of that has to do with um, like the churches having fewer members who who contribute and like you know sometimes the resources aren't the way you know where they should be uh, you know as much. So the idea would be yeah to bring people back to religion. Right. You know that that would be a good way to do that. Right, right. Through a lot of these child care agencies, and like I said, you, you you can. There's a lot of people who um, go to jails and and preach at in the jails, and a lot of times when they come out, they they join um, the churches that way. Okay, yeah, I want to talk about jails and prisons because what happens is like because we have this illusion of free will, when some of us do wrong. It's not just about like protecting society or doing what needs to be done. It's about like you know punishment and retribution and you know um, just desserts. And like you know when we when we understand that that God God's will is really what we're manifesting, um, then you know the people in jail, in jail and prison, um, people in our lives who, who've done wrong. We may have to take certain steps to to protect them, to protect us, you know, to to um, to maintain our our you know civilization, whatever. But we wouldn't do it with with the uh, the um, the punitive, the, the 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 punishment and all that. In other words, like you know, when when like we kind of like look down on criminals when they they tend to be very just unfortunate people that you know that that they're manifesting God's will in a way that, that I guess in a certain sense we're lucky to, to not have, you know, done, not, not, you know, not have been needed to do in that sense. But, but what do you think of that? Because, like, my idea is that, like, to the extent that we understand that, that you know, everything is God's will, that, that free will is an illusion, then we can, we can have more compassion and understanding toward um, people who have committed crimes or, or might in the future, but then at the, at the same time still 
um, maybe even more effectively instill the proper, proper morals in them, you know, by not blaming them directly. Hmm, that's a tough one, George, because there's people who uh, commit crimes time in and time out, in and out of jail. Um, yeah, it is the Lord's will, but um, thou should not steal as well. Um, but again, you know, um, it it's, it's, uh, has a lot to do with, you know, how uh, how you are with the Lord. Do you walk with Him? Do you talk with Him? Do you sleep with Him? You know, a lot of times um, people who don't um, put their belief and their faith in Jesus, then they can't follow through with them. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. and what happens is if... Uh, their sincerity, you know, um, about the crimes they commit. You know, um, a lot of times, you know, if their sincerity, sincerity is in with, with the Lord, then they wouldn't do what they do. Right, and that's one of the problems because, like, for example, like, you know, in the Judeo-Christian tradition, we have this idea that, like, that, you know, sometimes we, if we do really bad, you know, that we could, like, suffer eternally and stuff. And I think that that may be one of the things that, that turns some people off, that, you know, they, they say to themselves, well, God is all good, you know, why would, you know, a person suffer eternally? So it may be that, like, if we, if we have the, if we introduce the concept to them that, you know, it's really not that any of us are, are either good or bad, we're just expressing God's will, but, you know, it just makes sense for one's own well-being to be good, because, you know, we have to, like, you know, protect um, society and law, then I'm wondering if that might um, help them to understand by, by, not, by not being blamed, per se, but still being held accountable, you know, as much as necessary. True that. Yeah, yeah. They, everybody's accountable um, for everything that they do. Um, um, but some people just can't help it, you know. Um, and, and, and to get back to, to talking about, you know, some people go to church two, three times a week, you know, and, um, and are they going to, or do they benefit more than the person that just goes on Sunday? You know, I, I don't think so. You yeah. know, it, it, you get what you, you get what you uh, put into it. But in the same breath also, you know, if you, if your faith and you believe, you know, then you can benefit that way. Great. Okay. Daryl, thank you so much. You're the first guest on, on my show, and it's been great. And I, repli I really appreciate um, having you. So um, thanks a lot. I guess, you know, um, we'll, we'll explore other, you know, uh, ways to understand the, the nature of our human will in other shows. Thanks for watching, and I, I'll see you uh, next time. Thanks, Daryl. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Okay.